What's going on, world? Welcome to a intro edition yeah. of the Secret to Success <laughs> podcast. It's just CJ and E here. Yeah, that's all. Uh, Maul and Carl left us high and dry. Um, here's the deal, y'all. We're actually going to allow you to experience a little bit of 120. Yeah. For those of you who were at the conference, you know what an amazing conference it was. For those of you who missed it, do not miss the one next year I in Chicago. Right. I know that's the right. energy was off the charts. Off the charts. Um, it was a fantastic event, and we wanted to use that particular podcast live uh, for this week's podcast. And so yeah. that's what you're going to hear in a few moments. Uh, but before that, I realized I went to my phone, and I don't keep track of the episodes like that, E. But I went to my phone and looked at the podcast and noticed that the wrong tribe, mm. our episode from last week, yes. was actually episode two ninety nine. Ah, which means the one twenty conference podcast is the three hundred episode. So shout out to the Spartans, three hundred, yeah, three hundred. You know what I'm saying? For those of you who know, you know. Um, e, why don't you talk about the significance of man three hundred episodes? Brandon, if you're there, can you do the math on the back end for us? How many how many years is that? Yeah, uh, three hundred weeks straight. Now that we've been doing the podcast, um, E, talk about it. You know what's you, you know what's so crazy though? This is probably the simplest thing that we do. You know what I'm saying in terms right, of right. you know our workload and rigor. Mm -hmm. This is probably the easiest thing we do, and I think it has a lot to do with um, it's just natural. It's like who right. we are, you know. So. But I think the thing that you have to worry about, and I always talk about this with um, Cal Ripkins, you know, uh, Iron Man, you know, because he did so many, played so many games. I think yeah. 2,000 and something, 160 something games. And uh, this reminds me of that. You know, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot. Um, almost two years of this has been COVID, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just the consistency, man, me being in, Cali, uh, maybe uh, Maud with the real estate, you yeah. know, you with your family car, Barbados for 30 days. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, wow. And again, I don't think you and I have missed an episode. No. You know, no. I don't know about Carl, um, but you I know. missed one or yeah, two. Yeah, might have missed one. You know, so for me, man, I'm just proud of myself, proud of the production because, you know, me, I'm not a stable dude like that. This beyond consistency. Like, yeah. This yeah. predictability. Right, you know, right. so it uh, feels good. Hey, I thought it was great that it, it, was 300th at the conference. Yeah, yeah, you know we didn't saying? even realize it. Yeah, we didn't. Um, in terms of the kind of the the evolution of it, like, what do you think about the evolution of it? We started obviously. I don't know if you remember me and you in the kitchen. Yeah. Off of like a little handheld yeah. recorder, yeah. and we did like maybe like 15 minutes or yeah. 20 minutes and put yeah. it out. And it was like, yo, this is a podcast, yeah. you know, kind of before we even knew what podcasts yes, were. Was, yeah. And now, kind of everywhere we go now, you uh, know, you get people who like you know, know about the podcast, repeating the jokes. Yeah, no and, question. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. does that feel? Um, it feels good, man. You know. It feel, you know, I always tell people, you know, we eat our own cooking. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So we, we're not the people that, you know, serve something, but we don't eat it. Like, we have grown. Yeah. I, like, literally, you've seen the evolution of families. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you had a, you know, what you had. Started, Trey. Like Brandon just texted me. We started five and a half years ago. So, Trey's seven. Yeah. So, so you just, and yeah. Avery is not five and a half you, yet. You feel me? So, so you're yeah. talking about the evolution of families. Um, yeah. I'm sure Jordan, of course, was born, but you're talking about Jesse. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, you're talking about the kids, you know, finishing college. You know, my kids finishing college. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, there's no, you know, I think that's the one thing, either that I didn't understand coming in to do this 
when you do it every week that people start to become a family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So y'all have been here for birthdays, anniversaries. Yeah. You've been here for the best of times yeah. and the conferences the and, you know, all of that. You've been here for COVID. I mean, I came in here and had to talk about, you know, my father-in-law being murdered. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've literally shared our life with you. And that's the thing I think that you can't hide when you do it every single week we, and talk yeah. as candidly as we have. And so... I want to just say thank you from the bottom of my heart for the people who put up with us, mm-hmm. uh, who put up with me, maybe with the jokes. And, um, you know, honestly, when we started this, I really just wanted to give people an insight as to kind of who we were and yeah. like what our dynamics look like. Yeah. So like when you hear us on the podcast, this isn't, you know, uh, rehearsed. It isn't something that yeah. we're like, oh, okay, CJ's the funny guy. This is that. This is that. Like, this is how a conversation at breakfast would go. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's the same thing. And I just remember somebody was asking me, like, why we started. And I was like, man, it's been so long now. But I forgot the original reason that we started the podcast was because people, when I told them, you know, we were starting to bubble in the streets and people knew who you were mm-hmm. and knew what was going on. And when I would, people would ask me what I do, I say, I work with Eric Thomas. And people, I, I, not everybody, but a couple of people would be like, oh, the real angry dude from yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, I kept being like, yo, angry. Like, what are y'all talking about? Right, right. But then I went and listened to a couple of videos like, oh, if you just heard Greatness is Upon You, you might think he's like a scream and holler like kind of yeah, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, man, he's nothing like that. And so you've been able to share, you know, so much of your journey, you know, oh, Dee Dee, yeah, you know, your organic, family. Bro. Yeah, yeah. And even now, like, the production is still simple. Yeah. We don't have nobody in the room with us. No. We don't have cameras, you know, camera people on us like, Carla put a camera up. We hit the button. So yep. it's like the cameras are like flies on the wall. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a major production team. And, and that's the other thing that I'm proud of. I'm proud of the fact that, and I don't say this to disrespect anybody else. It's just this is our DNA. This is what works for us. This is what's necessary for us. That we haven't up to this point, you know, signed some major deal that does not yeah. allow us right. to, to talk candidly or to be ourselves or yeah. – to, to have to rehearse or to read a script. Mm-hmm. We are we are allowed to come in here and give the people what we feel yeah. that we can give the people. People need a lot of stuff. But in terms of what we're capable of giving, I think we've done a good job of that. And I'm just proud of the fact that, um, that, that I'm proud of the fact that we've evolved to something serious enough that Didi is, yeah. is making a couple yeah. of little appearances here and there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? She's absolutely. taking it serious now. Yeah, shout out to all the reoccurring, you know, people that we've had on. Didi, Candace was on a couple yeah. of episodes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Downs, yeah. Sean Stevenson, Rob Wilson. Who am I forgetting? I, we, I, we just had Sherry Riley on. Shout out to yeah. Sherry. Yeah. Um, Josh, of course, you know, yeah. is on from time to time. Maul uh, being a regular now. Right. I you know, like say that. Yeah, yeah, it didn't know. even start as that. Like, yeah. for those of you who were around and maybe you're listening and you start listening a year ago, uh, it was just me and E. And we were sitting there and recording. And then every time Carl would be recording us, and I'm like, Carl was there for the stories. Yeah. So I would call Carl in, like, Carl, come talk on the mic. And, you know, that's not Carl's thing. But eventually it was me, E, and Carl. And when you say organic, I don't think they understand how organic it was. Don't forget to say like, because I want Tove to get Oh, no, I'm not. I purposely yeah. left him out. Oh, okay. um, but... You don't like when you say organic. Like I don't think y'all understand. Understand when we first started this podcast, we got on a three way call and we're using yeah. freeconferencecall.com. dot com. Yeah, and like that's how we were yeah. putting the podcast out to the yeah. world was the three of us. Yeah. 
in different spots on the conference call and putting that out. And so what it's grown into today, I just appreciate everybody who's, um, you know, followed this entire time and look forward to going. I guess everybody always asks me. As a matter of fact, I was in Atlanta with Toby um, the other day after we finished the conference. He's there for the uh, BET Awards. And he was, I was like, oh, I got to go to Michigan. He's like, for what? And I was like, the podcast. And he was like, yo, y'all been doing that forever. He's like, when y'all, when does it end? <laughs> and honestly, I was like, I looked at him and I was like, I, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. and it is a lot of, you know, as, as simple as it is, you know, in the, the simplicity of it, it is a lot of, you know, travel. Travel and, is the yeah, work. Yeah. yeah right, we right. all live together. Right. And getting, getting back you know, to the studio. And there's nothing like, I mean, I, yeah. I appreciate Zoom like everybody oh, no else question. appreciates it. No question. But the energy that we're able to recreate. Inside so it's a lot of travel. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that uh-huh. goes into it. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't man. know. I don't I don't hey. have an end date. Do you? No, I don't. But shout out to this new piece of equipment. I promise y'all, when we had to do the, I don't know what it was about that little Zoom boy and Putting the thing, uh, the SD card, oh, and man. I put it yeah. just it. I, I that was enough stuff. to make you not want to do it right there. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, this new piece of equipment. Yeah, uh, you just put it, push one button. Shout out to people who simplify, like who oh, don't no leave things as they are, but they keep no exploring and making it better. But yeah, thank y'all so much for rocking with us, man. You guys literally listen to me, man. Y'all, y'all have made us underground number one, like. Bro, we ain't Hollywood. We ain't never had no, you know, like major, major sponsor. Just like we'll give y'all half a million dollars, no. million dollars, get in the studio, do your thing. We right here in the little room in the church, yep. the little booth that Jamie helped us to create. Shout out to Jamie yep. for thinking about the podcast while he was doing this hookup. Yeah, no question. And um, so, yeah, man, just appreciate y'all. Just wanted to put a quick bumper on here to say uh, 300 episodes in. Here's to another 300 more. Appreciate y'all rocking with us. Appreciate y'all supporting us. This is S2S. This is the live podcast that we did at the 120 conference. Again, shout out to everybody who was there. It was magical. We're in Chicago next year. It is going to be even bigger, even better. So this time, if you were not able to attend, do not hesitate. Don't wait, man. Come see us live in Chicago. Let's go. Mall's hometown. Let's get it. He's going to be ready. Of course, where E was born. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of energy, a lot of family and friends in the building. So we're looking forward to you. But without my family, though, we not. Yeah. No free tickets. Oh, no free talk. tickets. Let's talk. No free tickets. Let's talk. Well, I'm going to have to try right. to work something out with y'all. Yeah, y'all going to have to. Yeah, y'all going to have to. Maybe I'll get a live stream ticket. <laughs> but you can't. You got to be out of pay Can to be in the building. Can my grandma come at least? Oh, yeah. Grandma, grandma definitely good. Yeah, grandma good. Um, but without further ado, man, here is the 300th episode of the Secret to Success podcast. We'll see you next week. Stop working for money. The real money is in responsibility. When I show up to a corporation, they know they only gotta do one thing. Tell me what you need, give me the mic and get out my way. Whatever you told me you paying me the 75 grand for, I promise you I will deliver. This week, our show is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. 
Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, moringa, spirulina, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, and turmeric, just to name a few. So make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. To my right, I don't know who this man is today, the way he went crazy, but y'all give it up for Jamal King. What's up, what's up, what's up? I have a dream. (laughs) At the end, my right, your left, we have the honorable Dr. Eric Thomas. Give it up for him one time. Now, if y'all want my baby to come up here and tell y'all some jokes. If y'all want Trey's Comedy Corner, I need y'all to make some noise for Carlos Quinny the third. Come on, son. Come on. You ready? Yes. All right, you got to talk into the mic. Now, I told him this was only on one condition. I see a book right there. Yep. My baby still got about 40 books out there in the back. I tell y'all, if he tell y'all some jokes, I need them jokers gone because they're not coming back home. Because I had to drag them all the way here, right? Yes. Are you signing them? Yes. All right, let's go. What you got for him? Hey guys, welcome to Trace Comedy Corner. How much does a chimney cost? How much does a chimney cost? Yeah, how much does a chimney cost, Drake? Nothing, it's on the house. Ah. I love it, I love it. Y'all want one more, say one more, Trey. One more, Trey. Did you hear about the bread factory that burnt down? I did. Yeah, it's toast. <laughs> Wait, y'all want one more, say one more, Trey. One more, Trey. I never knew why you shouldn't play on train tracks. Why shouldn't you play? Then it hit me. (laughs) He said he never knew why you shouldn't play on train tracks. I said, why? Then it hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all give it up for Carlos Quinney III. Let's go. Trey. Good job, Trey. All right, now y'all been uh, see, making hey, my baby you see, uh, come you see up here and tell no jokes for free. See huh? the growth? He came up like. Oh yeah, he was ready. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, ready. He been doing this. Hey, since do he was... we still have to listen to your jokes now? I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I do have a fair file though. I believe I have a fair file. Nick, is my fair file ready? Uh, if we wait, 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 don't put it up yet. Don't put it up yet. Is it ready though? Tell me. It's ready. Don't put it up yet. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Hold on, hold on. All right. So, E. He did a lot of talking. Oh man, see, you know, where would I be? You know, Carl, see, um, you know, they just helped me build this thing. And I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, I was feeling the spirit. And then um, I looked at something. I want to put this up real quick. Go ahead and show it to the people. 
hit the next one. Uh, I just want to see. Oh. I'm trying to figure out, fair or foul, I get the low man billing at my own conference. <laughs> Hey, I'm not in the I'm marketing department. I'm trying to department. figure out who's in charge. Of, I, I'm not in the I'm marketing not mad department. At none of the phenomenal individuals that got the big heads. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how I got demoted to the bottom level when I was supposed to be one of the found. So y'all, a fair file, y'all. No, hold on. Before y'all answer that, no, you right next to me. Oh. So what you trying to say? That's my point. <laughs> 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 oh man hey I do I do have to say something though and I want to know from the fellas on the stage like when it hit you like um, I, w I was out somewhere and somebody told me from who knows who listens to the podcast something like that and uh, it, we were, I was in Lenox Mall and uh, dude was like hey see man the podcast dog you know what I'm saying he, and he was not a young like he wasn't just a baby but you know whatever and uh, he was like, man, I follow the podcast, man. I love y'all, man. Love what y'all do. It's a blessing. Can I get a pic? And I was like, yeah, for sure, man. He took a pic. And I dapped him up. I was like, all right, man, I'm out of here. And he was like, uh, I appreciate you, OG. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you said, oh, who? He's like, I appreciate you, OG. I said, have I become, you know what I mean? Bro, I said, I'm 38. You know what I'm saying? Is that old? I like, so I want to know, was there ever a moment for y'all where you felt like, oh, okay, like, it's happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, I did know that my knee and my back, you know, I felt that, but I still felt like when I was out in public, I still had a little, you know, and he said, I appreciate you, OG. And I don't know why, it just hit me. Yeah. I, like, he walked yeah. away and I almost ran back to him like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm under 40. <laughs> Like, if you want to call Maul, Ian, Carl, OG, I get it. But for us, man, come on, man. So I want to know that moment where, that you had. It was the aha moment where you just kind of accepted it and was like, you know what? It's happening. Any of y'all start. Oh, so for me, it's when I was at Michigan State University and my son was a freshman. I was like, man, I came up here to you. I was, you was a student. And I'm like, man, we went through so many different, you know, seasons with students. Like, you had Tim City's group, Candace group. You know what I'm saying? You just had different groups. And then one day, my son is at orientation mm. at Michigan State University. Mm. And everybody like, E, you remember we was your freshman? Now your son is a freshman. And now my daughter, of course, my daughter is, she graduated. But when Jada was coming to the Advantage program, I was like, my daughter is in the advantage program. At that point, I knew you were OG. Okay, OG, OG moment. You were OG. Carl, Maul, what's your OG moment? Hey, I ain't had none of them moments yet. <laughs> Carl older than you, though, right? Right. Carl older. Double than cap. Me. Yeah. Carl older than you. Um, hey, no, for real, we had, and I don't know his name, but we had a call, uh, shout out to Deeper Than The Brand, but we had a call last, we do calls on Wednesdays, and he jumped to the call, similar to yours, he jumped on the call, and the call was about hip-hop, mm. and he jumped on the call, and he was, you know, he going down, and he was like, look, Mr. Carl, I don't disagree with you, and I was mm. just kind of like, hmm. 
Mr. And I, I Pro, like Mr. Winslow. That was, you know what I'm that, was, that was the moment where I was yeah. like, bro, you just said Mr. Carl. Like, uh, I ain't never heard that. So, yeah. similar to yours, I had to look at it. I corrected him after, like, let's not yeah. do that no more. We, yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, those moments happen to me a lot too, especially with the young kids. I, I, I was playing like Thuggish, Ruggish, Bone. And then one of my young homies like, yo, who is that? I was like, Bone wow. Thugs. Wow. And he was like, Bone Thugs. I said, bro, you never heard of Bone Thugs in Harmony? And I got to miss seven like, you know, None of that? They was like, nah, I miss my Uncle Charles. Cross Road. He was like, nah, he's like 18. I'm like, all right, whatever. Maul, we know you're in incredible shape and your muscles the size of Hercules. I'm just saying. And you're aging backwards, dog. But has it ever been a moment, which I know some, but I won't see them. <laughs> which one? Oh, uh, Marcus is here. Y'all heard about it on the podcast. When you was taking Metamucil in the club. Metamucil. That boy, boy. Hey, let me tell y'all something. Don't nobody in here ever tell CJ Family uh, secrets. Don't ever tell. He was. I'm talking about. Let's talk about. No now we got a whole bunch of he stuff on no him. Oh, uh, uh, we got a whole bunch Look, of stuff. For uh, those of y'all who never heard the story, <laughs> hey, check it out. Me, my wife, his. Not mind you, if you got kids, you know you don't get out the house much. <laughs> Shout out to Marcus, uh, the Breakfast Club in Houston. Anybody ever been there? Phenomenal restaurant. He also got a club behind it, but it's like. Our kind of club. You know, ain't nobody about to get shot, right? <laughs> so we, everybody dressed up, no kids. We in Houston, the weather's perfect. So we go to the club. Now, I ain't been to the club in years, but we get in there, music live. Tell them what we did first, before the club. We went eight. We went and ate at the breakfast club. Correct. Anybody that ever went to the breakfast club and know Marcus, he keeps Is feeding Marcus you. in the building? Okay. He no. okay. Yeah, he just feeds you and feeds yeah, you. Feeds you. I didn't even order food. He just kept bringing everything, everything on the menu. He just kept bringing it out, and then he would all Jamal taste that, taste that, taste that. And you know I don't be eating like that, and so I because I ate a lot of food. <laughs> you feel me? So we, Camila. <laughs> hey, so so look, so we in the club. I'm talking about vibe is perfect. No kids, you know everybody chilling. Marcus got us a little table up front. We vibing out. And I'm standing there, I was like, all that. And Camille was like, I don't know. He said he was going to the bathroom. He'll be right back. So about 10 minutes go by. We vibing out. Everybody like, hey, you know, <laughs> two-stepping. Camille tapped me and said, hey, I think you need to go check on your husband. I mean, on, on my husband. I said, for what? He said, he said he went to the bathroom. It's been about 20 minutes. I was like, have you seen your husband? He's huge. Ain't nobody messing with him. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure, and he, he was an ex-cop. So I'm pretty sure ain't nobody going to run up on him and do nothing to him. He was like, all right. So sure enough, like two minutes later, Ma came. So like our table over there, right? So Ma come up, he hit the door. He, you know how somebody do that. <laughs> and he looked at me, I looked out, I said, what's up? I went there like that. And that's the international sign for I don't care what's going on, we out of here. Come. So I was like, what? I said, man, I came over to the door and he was like, bruh, I don't know what's going on. I took some Metamucil. <laughs> I said, you can't pregame with Metamucil, dog. Most people pour up a shot of tequila or something, this dude drinking Metamucil. Wow. So all I know is we get outside, I'm like, bruh, 
we're gonna have to wait on the Uber. He's like, I can't wait, see, we gotta go somewhere, we gotta do something. I was like, bro, I, I felt so bad. He, I didn't know what to do. All I looked, I, and then we, so we, me, Candace, and Camille just standing there waiting. I looked back, Ma was in like the alley, resting against the wall like, ah. Then he was like this, whoo. Hey, bro, that, ooh. That's more OG moment. Give it up for more. <laughs> hey, Maul is true. If he tells, see something in secret. Uh, but if it's a good no. joke, your stuff is coming out hey. in public. Uh, you cannot tell him anything. Same thing I tell my wife when she get mad at me about the stories on the podcast. This is how we eat. <laughs> the people seem to enjoy it, so I'm going to keep going there. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, so I already told that on the podcast, but I thought it would be funny to tell a lot. Mo, right. have you had another OG moment? And thank you for... That's the one. You I just had my OG moment right now. Right. I didn't feel old to just now. That story. But now, other than that, just getting a bunch of Instagram messages, people like Uncle Ma. Mm. And I'm like, like, you're 36. Right. I got all these people calling me uncle. They look older than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every time that somebody called me uncle, first thing I do is look at my arms. You know, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I no, I ain't, I ain't no uh, Uncle Where. Um, all right, so. Let's get to a podcast okay. now. All right, well, hey. It's been a long day. I like the joke, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, I did have a podcast. Um, so, uh, I, was, I was, you know, talking to somebody the other day about, you know, we talked about comfort, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how it's impossible to grow in your comfort zone. And I was telling this person, like, Yo, they like, I hit a ceiling. I'm like, you didn't hit a ceiling, you're comfortable. Like things are good, right? And so I was explaining to this person, it's like how you sleep. Like when you in a deep, deep sleep and you sleeping good, you don't move. When do you move? When you get uncomfortable. That's when you roll over. That's when you do something different, right? You ever been asleep like this and you like, dang, you gotta flip the, you gotta do something to get comfortable? Many of you are not uncomfortable. And one thing that E always put on us is like, yo, we have to be uncomfortable. And I want to talk about that lesson today and how E was able to stretch us and then Mark could talk about being un uncomfortable. Like, bro, it was uncomfortable. There were times in our growth that it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to have to borrow money from my mom and dad, $500 to help pay the rent when I had a master's degree. When my father worked at General Motors, my mother worked at CVS Pharmacy, and I know they didn't have a lot. Like, that was uncomfortable, it stretched me. But do you know what kind of work ethic you got when you borrowing $500 from your mom as a grown man with a master's degree? Like, do you know what that do to you the next day? Ain't, ain't no snooze button. But so many of us, for real, E, we can't grow because we so comfortable. Now, we talk about getting to the next level. Yeah, no question. Like, you, 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 for real, you say it, you come to the conference, you're like, oh, I want this, I want that. But I don't know if you can get uncomfortable not being in a Bentley. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, so talk to the people about how you're able to constantly push us out of our comfort zone. Another comfort zone for me was, I'm, a be, I'm just being a completely honest. Now, E charge a zillion dollars to speak for 45 minutes now, but I remember I got comfortable. We went, you gotta think of, y'all know we was getting money out the vending machine. We got the five, six grand. I'm booking E five, six grand on the red. Boom, 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 boom. It's money coming through. I'm like five, six grand. I'm like, we, we made it in my eyes. I'm like five, six grand to pop. E making 20, 30 grand every two weeks. Oh, we on top. And E said, bro, you comfortable. 
Like, you, I can already see you feeling good. Like, you, you polishing your trophy at home. And, that, and he helped me to get uncomfortable. And every time in my life I've been uncomfortable, that's when the maximum amount of growth has come from me. So, E, you can take it, but talk to us about how to get uncomfortable and go to that next level when the very thing we want to do is stay comfortable. Yeah, I think Quay said it earlier, you know, in terms of you always going to have money. You feel me? Like when people say, I'm broke. You're not broke. You always have money. You mismanage it. We're always uncomfortable. You just forgot you were uncomfortable. Mm. We always uncomfortable. We came from uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like most of us have been uncomfortable our whole lives. You've probably been more uncomfortable than you've been comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm just being real. But you forget when you're comfortable, you forget about the time that you were uncomfortable. And those two coexist because if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're gonna be uncomfortable again. Does that make sense? Yeah. So one of the things I want you to do, and don't be afraid, I want you to be okay with feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Like, I, am I put myself in a situation where I'm constantly uncomfortable. I'm working with my uh, Spanish professor. We get on the phone and do our thing. I don't have to learn a second language. I learn a second language because when I'm learning the second language, I feel stupid and dumb again. Mm. And it's when I feel stupid and dumb that I work the hardest. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's very uncomfortable, but I feel stupid. I'm telling y'all, most of y'all will never be totally successful because you only feel comfortable when you win it and when you dominate, and when you, like, you feel me? Like when you do what you're supposed to do and you get that feeling, you can't do that. You have to have that feeling and the uncomfortable feeling at the same time because they both charge you in a way that each one of them charge you. There's something, there's, there's a blessing about being able to charge 75,000. There's a blessing in that. But what I do to myself is say, well, yep, you got the 75, praise God. Oprah doing 500 again. Mm. Having good to excellent credit is one of the keys to financial freedom. Even with good credit, your credit card interest rates don't always reflect the hard work you've done to secure your family's financial independence. And if you're at all like me, comparing interest rates and fees on your credit card is not a part of your regular finance routine. Believe it or not, some of my credit card interest rates were insane. And no matter how many on-time payments I made, those balances never seemed to shift in my favor. Over time, I did pay off those high interest credit cards, but what I paid in interest far outweighed any purchases that we made. Simply put, I got beat. A Lightstream credit card consolidation loan would have been the perfect remedy for me, but sadly, it just wasn't available then. The great news is though, it's available now. If you're struggling with high interest rate credit cards, there's never been a better time to free yourself from those rates. Be smart and pay off your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Rates start as low as 4.98% with an auto pay and excellent credit. And that's a fixed rate with zero fees. You heard me correctly, zero fees. No matter what your loan amount, large or small, Lightstream's fixed rates are guaranteed not to go up over the life of your loan. In some instances, you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. 
And just because you guys rock with us on the S2S podcast, if you apply now, you can get a special interest rate discount and save even more. All right. So the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com forward slash success. Again, that's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M lightstream.com forward slash success. Now, remember, this is subject to credit approval. Rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. The lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com forward slash success for more information. Oh, we're doing 500 gigs, so you ain't doing nothing. Now you're doing something, but you're not doing what is possible in this arena. So what is she doing to get fired that you're not doing? Thus the book. That's star power. So a lot of you, you love when you dominating but you don't want to go in the area where you're not dominating because you don't like the pain and the uncomfortable of you you don't you don't you don't like the darkness you don't like that feeling you get when you're uncomfortable but that is a powerful feeling that's it's, like a battery it's the, the brain is naturally wired though to avoid uncomfortability right right yeah, the brain is. it does it for you automatically correct yeah, yeah. yeah the brain is when it controls you mm. When you control it, it ain't, it ain't that deep. But when you letting your brain control you, absolutely it's telling you to stop. But we heard earlier today that when the brain is controlling you, you're only operating at 40% of who you are. So if, if the brain is controlling you, you got a problem. You only have 40%. So I was just telling, see, I don't even spend money like that. This has nothing to do with money, but if Oprah getting five, I need to see if I can get six. So it means I'm not, it means I'm doing something, but I'm not doing something. You feel me? So both of them at the same time. So true story, right? And I just remember all the uncomfortable stuff. So I was at a church in uh, Huntsville called Madison Mission. And I remember when Pastor Doggett, you know, first started this ministry. I'm not lying to y'all and I'm not exaggerating. This ministry was so powerful, but we didn't have a church home. When I tell you, we used to find out in the morning, at nine o'clock in the morning, we'd all get up and we would just wait to see which Sunday church would allow us to use a facility or what gym. So at nine o'clock, we get a call, hey, church is gonna be in Madison at this particular church. We like, let's go. I'm talking about me and my boys, we were ushering. We get there, set the chairs up. Man, when I tell y'all it was the greatest feeling in the world, like we don't know where we at, we gotta get there, set the chairs up before they get there by 10, 15, 10, 30, right? It's electric. We all getting there, we putting the chairs up. We What church we gonna be at? We doing potluck afterwards. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. I'll never forget when we built our structure, it was after we built our structure, we started to decline. I'll never forget that. As long as we have a church, as long as we was uncomfortable, it was week to week to week. As soon as we built this beautiful F, F, uh, edifice with the, with the basketball boy, the whole nine. I wake up one day and my pastor got a divorce. Ugly divorce. The ministry is, they took my man out to church, the ministry declined. It was the best thing that ever happened. But it seemed like the body, as long as we was building, we were straight. But once we built it, it was over. The energy was gone. The accountability, the responsibility. And I learned from that ministry 
And I've watched very successful people lose what they had because in our mind, to CJ's point, a lot of times when we get there, either we or the people around us chill. And I always let the crew know, like, yo, I'm just being 100 with you. If you can't walk with the footman, you can't, definitely can't run with the horseman. I'm telling you, we horses out here. You got to keep up. Because I know as soon as you, I don't know if y'all remember the movie 300, they had, they had like a, a successful, you know, whatever. And my man told like one of the other warriors, whatever you do, don't bring your son. And he brought his son anyway. And they won, and his son was, hey, we won. And out of nowhere, one of the dudes, came, enemy came in on the horse and cut my man's head off. Now they killed my man, but after he killed his son, because his son was like, we won, whoosh, gone. And so I've learned that success is the greatest enemy to success. Mm. Success is the greatest enemy to success. And once you think you got there, and once you think you ain't got nothing else to do, that's at, that's at the point you about to lose everything you have. So for me, I realize comfort is my enemy. Yep. It is my enemy. And so I have to stay away from it like a plague. Man, so I was actually just talking to Tiffany in the back, y'all, and this, this event, everything has been phenomenal, but the conversation Tiffany and I just had was, man, what can we do better? Yeah. Like, man, where did we, where did we mess up? Like, what, what went wrong? Logistically, technically, what went wrong? And E to what you're saying, I'll say it like this, success and failure are just data points. Yeah. Like we gotta kind of like reconstruct our brain to see that success and failure, these are just points on the graph, like Maul, your slides. Maul had a timeline, and the, the, the end of his timeline was the goal, the vision. And these are points that go along, some up, some down, but I think we just spend so much time on the up and the down, either which way. Neither of them matter. Enjoy it, it is what it is, but it's, this is not the goal. He set the goal as a Nobel Peace Prize. That means you gotta impact, I'm talking billions. about like billions of people. Yeah. We only got 2,000 people like in that ballpark in here today. We got a couple streaming, you see what I'm saying? So again, not, I don't wanna pull it down. Phenomenal, please team, don't, don't. Phenomenal, but this is a data point. And we got to understand that, man, data point, all right, now we need more data points that are either equal to this or higher. So now we got to keep plotting the graph to get to that goal at the end. But I think we just got to reframe our minds to see things that way. I mean, real quick, Ma, before you go, we already got Chicago. We already start planning. Yeah. We had to start planning for the next one before this one even happened. And let me get Chicago fit about the same amount of people. Uh-uh, 4,000. Oh, it's a little more. Uh, okay, just check it. You, 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 don't, you understand what I'm saying? We, we, we already planned it. We already was like, this is great, but only fit 1,500. So we, we limited, we stuck. Like we can only get so many people in here. When we said we was back, we was back. So we like, we gotta go to, we gotta go to Chicago because it's 4,000 and from a logistics standpoint, that's where all our stuff is. So Detroit is a lot closer than Chicago. So a lot of our merchandise, a lot of our stuff is gonna be easier to put it in a, and go straight to Chicago. So we thought all of this through. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, as a matter of fact, Chicago has, that particular edifice has the largest LED screen in Chicago. We about to turn this out. <laughs> that next one about to be turned out, right? And, and, and let me tell you this. It is, it is a brother, a, a pastor with his congregation that built an edifice. Vondell, am I lying? When I tell you, if you ain't never been to Dubai before, don't go too soon. Because once you go to Dubai, you come back here, you looking at, you looking at, 
Uh, you're looking at the hotels here like this. You're looking at the Four Seasons like garbage. <laughs> garbage. Four Seasons need to do better. When I tell y'all where we're going to Chicago, it's comparable to Dubai. It's comparable to Dubai. Don't, when you see those rooms, it's going to blow your mind. Now, you got to be VIP to see those rooms because they're not big. So we can't take everybody. They already know they're good yeah. with it, right? Yeah. I, but I, but I'm, I'm saying to you, we already, we're not gloating over this one. We like, yo, we sold out great. Chicago, we got to get ready. So as soon as this week is over, we're going to be in the shy planning and getting ready for the next one. So to Carl's point, you got to, you got to, but then after that, you got, man, I ain't seen my wife all day. Literally. I ain't seen my wife all day. I called, she ain't even responded. My wife like, I told you I'm at work. What part of work didn't you get? I'm working. I saw you this morning. You ain't got enough. I'm at work. So, so we grinding, and I promise you, next year we're going to take it to the next level. Yeah. No. Yeah, I would say, man, I, I, I don't just, I literally put myself in uncomfortable situations. I paid to put myself. Oh, you pay? I pay. I have trainers come to my house. I create the environment for uncomfortable situations. Carl was real uncomfortable. Right, come on. <laughs> real uncomfortable, y'all. Y'all want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I create that environment. Yeah. I understand that that's real true progress. That's where growth takes place. And so I can be in my gym by myself every single day telling myself what to do, but I'm never going to make myself uncomfortable by training myself. So I pay two different individuals to come into my home to make me feel uncomfortable so that I can see real growth. One day somebody gonna catch that. I understand that. Let me show you something about being uncomfortable. And I'm about to just be real with y'all. I know the only person might know this is my wife. See, might have known it. I'm oh, not he gonna sure. tell it, did it? I know, right? No, this ain't nothing like that. It. No, this ain't nothing. <laughs> but no, the one thing that was the most uncomfortable to me, the one thing, and I just was talking to my wife about this the other day. I remember back in the day um, going to church. My, you know, my mother was a Sunday school teacher. Uh, she, you know, was part of this board, that board, and every single holiday, the Easter board, Christmas board, she was part of that. Every single holiday, Sunday, Wednesday, and Bible study on Thursday, my mother would always make me do the announcements. She would make me stand in front of the people in a play. Every time I did it my throat would lock up, my heart would race out of my chest. I couldn't understand why every time I stood in front of people, I started to sweat and I would just get super uncomfortable. I would get super uncomfortable. So then later on in college, I took a speaking class, right? And the teacher, it was just an easy class I figured. The teacher called on me to come in front of the class and speak in front of the class. It might have been about 40, 50 people. My throat locked up again, just like I was when I was a kid. I was uncomfortable. Now here it is. <laughs> here it is. At any moment, I could have 
shied away from those uncomfortable situations. I knew that speaking in front of people ever since I was a kid was like, you know, they say speaking is the number one fear in the world. It's not death. More people fear public speaking than they do dying. Because on the other side of dying, if you're living right, it's heaven. But if your speech sucks, <laughs> you might get this. Hey, you, know, you might get them booed. Get booed. Right. You might get booed. Yes, he said. Don't get and booed. so here it is. I almost allowed. I remember when CJ. I go back to the beginning when CJ hit me. <laughs> going on, what was that called? Take control. CJ would just bring me and take control. Have me on a panel like this. They would do all the speaking all day, four, five, six hours. At the end of the day, question and answer. They put a, a chair for me. And I would just get up there, and I would, my heart would just be racing. And I'm just sitting on stage. And my heart would be, and I don't even know why. I was uncomfortable. But what I did, I learned how to embrace the, the uncomfortableness. I learned how to embrace it and take it in and look it, and look it straight in the eye and say, why, why am I doing this? Why is my body responding to this every time I, I think it was part of the reason why I kept coming to the conferences so much, to see what was it about you and you and you where y'all can just get in front of people like this? I can't do it. Carl just started two weeks ago. I was going to say it. I don't know which the third you was. (laughs) But I'm saying, I could get, I I, I mean now, one-on-one, five, ten people, I was always straight. But if it's, oh my God, if it's hundreds of thousands, it was something, my heart would just start racing. And it wasn't until I dealt with the, un- I embraced it, that now all of a sudden I'm able to stand here, I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, and not be nervous at all, not have anything in my, th- it's, it's crazy, but I almost allowed it. I almost allowed it to stop being who I am today. And so I learned how to embrace it. And so now I just, I love being uncomfortable because I understand that the progress that comes from it, the, the, the gift, the reward, that comes from being uncomfortable is amazing. So his throat don't lock up no more, just his stomach. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what y'all should have took from that. It went from here to here, you know what I'm saying? And Maul got them bad guts. My uh, guts are great. Don't worry about my guts. <laughs> Yo, what? His guts my are great. Guts. His abs. It's abs. You know what he means. Uh, abs. Hey, CJ messy. Yeah. All y'all don't know, CJ is messy. Especially when I get tired. Yeah, I just, I just, I ramp up the silliness hey, another night. The cool thing is, I co-sign. I asked his mom, and she was like, "Yes, Eric, he's too much, yeah. and he cut you off too much." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, that's right." <laughs> <laughs> so his mama, I'm gonna have to tell his mama to whip his butt. That's what it is. Oh, please. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, then you already know that we're all about securing the kind of future for ourselves and our families that will make things easier for all of us. Learning about investing in stocks, bonds, commodities, and real estate opened our eyes to a whole new way of living. One of the most important financial things we've learned is the power of passive income. Letting your money make money and BlockFi's Bitcoin reward credit card does just that. For every qualifying purchase, BlockFi lets you earn an unlimited 1.5% in Bitcoin. That's right. The world's first Bitcoin credit card reward card pays an unlimited 1.5% on all qualified purchases. Passive earning jackpot. Introducing the BlockFi Rewards Visa Signature Card, where making everyday purchases puts Bitcoin in your pocket. 
Buying groceries, paying bills, filling your gas tank, just about anything you would purchase with a credit card will earn Bitcoin cash. You can earn 1.5% back in Bitcoin on all qualifying purchases. And unlike some other credit card companies, BlockFi's Bitcoin reward credit card has no reward limits. Plus, there's no annual fee and no foreign transaction fees, which is great when you're traveling. Cryptocurrency is booming. In 2020 alone, Bitcoin saw a 230% annualized return. That's insane. Over the last decade, no other instrument has performed better. Bitcoin even outperformed the NASDAQ 100 by 10 times, according to Yahoo Finance. And BlockFi was named to Ford's FinTech 50 list in 2021. Right now, our listeners can get a bonus of $25 in cryptocurrency after you make your first purchase with the credit card when you sign up at BlockFi.com forward slash success. That's a $25 bonus in crypto deposited right into your account after you make your first purchase. But you have to use our URL, BlockFi.com forward slash success. Start earning Bitcoin back on all your qualifying purchases today just by visiting BlockFi.com forward slash success. Not all will be eligible. Geographic, regulatory, and underwriting restrictions apply. Fees and terms are subject to change. Additional terms of service can be found at BlockFi.com. Um, I'm going to let y'all live. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wanted to add, double back and ask E something, and I saw it in some of y'all face when E was talking earlier about the GPS coordinates um, and the address. And I never thought about that till you said it. I'm like, for sure. I done went to like 47 Maple Tree Lane and I'm like, yo, this is an open field, right. right? Like, so the address definitely ain't working. The coordinates is where it's at. But I saw a couple faces going like, how do you get the coordinates? So it's cool, you're right. I gotta plug the coordinates in. But like, I'm not even sure of what the coordinates are. Oh yeah, no, no. And so, and yeah. so I'm just, I'm driving. Yeah. But I don't have that exact pinpoint location. Like you had an exact pinpoint location at some point, but there are people who are saying, yo, I got a job, I'm going to work. I know I want more, but I don't know. More is the address. A nice house, a nice car, like that's the address. But how do you get that exact coordinate? So, so for me, guys, I think it's a few things. I think first, we talked about it. Just a set of principles and laws. So whatever you believe, right? So I don't know how many of y'all know Mustafa. Any y'all know y'all know Mustafa, right? So you know when it comes to extreme execution, you know that's my right hand. Mustafa's a Muslim. I'm a Christian, but I love Mustafa because he he's really a Muslim. A lot of y'all ain't really Christians. <laughs> you feel me? Like you use the name, but you don't really be on that. Like he really believe what he believes. So even when he around me, like he truly submits. You feel me? Like he truly submits, he truly serves. Like that's what he is, right? So he don't talk about what he is. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know what he was. I just knew I loved him for some reason. I didn't really know what he was. And I was like, oh, I got it. So one of the things that you have to do is you have to have a set of laws and principles that you govern yourself by. I don't, I'm not saying they right or wrong. That's up to you, what you believe. But whatever you believe, you should probably be doing it, right? Because there's a lot of principles in there. So. There's just some stuff, and it, it really, when it comes to business, it's contradictory to this world. You heard Quay talk about be transformed, like don't conform. It's rough being me in this world because I live by principles and this world really don't. So this world want me to sacrifice everything to make money, 
right? I told you before, I'm not trying to be funny, but a lot of people who got 14 million followers, they surface. And if you want to be surface too, you can get your numbers up. I don't want to be surface, so my numbers don't. I've seen the times where I've done preaching and my numbers got text. My numbers was like, I'm like, yo, I know more people watch that because I, but I know they manipulate, but I know somebody's showing their breasts and them numbers is five eyes sky high. I'm like, oh, you, I, you just show your breasts and you get to get the millions. But if you're trying to do something right, you can't. You feel me? So I told y'all before, I'm not stupid. I can go get these models. I work for um, certain companies. I won't say the name, but I've worked for certain marketing companies. And when you come and look at their brand, they got the shirt with the girl with the breast out and the little. I'm like, I, we could get the 120 and cut the 120. Oh, oh, I mean, really? The new definition of grind gear. 120. Right? I, I'm just That's a whole nother grind gear. Right. I'm just Dang. being real. So I think one of the things you have to do, see, is you have to have a set of principles. Mm. And even when it, even when they're not in your favor, you still got to keep your principles. You feel me? I'm just being real. If you can keep, if if you can get a set of principles and keep them, and don't let them punk you. On the flip end, they will start looking up to you. But they're gonna try to punk you first in your principles. They're gonna try to dog you out, make you look stupid. But you just gotta stick with it. See, talked about the way I dress. They used to punk me. You ain't, if you don't come in here with a shirt and towel, you ain't getting the 10. Then I don't want the 10. But I'm gonna be myself because it's a method to my madness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So number one, you gotta have a set of principles that you believe in and you that you go by. That's up to you to decide. Number two, I just feel, and it's, this, is, this is weird, but like if you really don't conform to the world and you really get in tune with who you are, there's somebody in the world that is doing what you wanna do on the level that you wanna do on it that you will be attracted to. I'm just being real. I don't know why, but when Martin Luther King used to speak, I was attracted by that. When Malcolm would speak, I was attracted by that. When Garvey would speak, I was attracted by that. You feel me? I was attracted by the fact that Malcolm X, when he went to prison, that he literally changed his life. Like, I was attracted by the fact that he didn't wear glasses on the way in, but on the way out, he had to get glasses because he read so much. That was attractive to me. The fact that nobody ever said that he was, that he went to all these pilgrimages and he never slept around. That was attractive to me. That a man was that, the man that powerful. And, and people wanted to be with him and around him, he was still faithful to his wife. That was attractive to me. I was like, yo, how you do that, bro? Ain't nobody doing that. And I'm talking about some of the greats, athletes, some of the greats, they use their privilege to sleep around. I was like, bro, how you do that? How did, how did you, listen to me very closely, we're talking about the nation of Islam right now. It was, it, 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 it was, the numbers weren't the same. When Malcolm came out and represented, he took the numbers up to half a meal. Mm -hmm. You don't get men to follow you if you ain't a man. I was attracted by that. So I knew I'm gonna probably need to read their stuff and follow them, right? So, and, I, and, 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 and so the reason why you see like, there's nothing wrong with stuff, but the people I look up to, Malcolm never had no stuff. Martin never had no stuff. Mother Teresa never had no stuff. Gandhi, when Gandhi died, he had eight, eight pieces of article that they put in his grave. That's all he had. And so if you get in tune with you and you are an ego and you go, oh, you go other, you're going to hear other egos. 
So some of you are egos, but because you want to be affirmed, you hanging out with chickens because they are affirming you. Because egos are flying, they ain't in the business of affirming. And they ain't a bunch of them, so you don't want to be an ego because you're going to have to be alone and by yourself sometimes. But the eagle is willing to fly alone and be an eagle, then fake it like a chicken so that it can have company. Are you hearing me? So number two, you're going to be attracted to people who doing it. And as you watch them and work with them and study them, you're going to pick up their traits and they're going to, they leave Martin left clues. All of his sermons, Malcolm left clues. Even Malcolm died, he was so powerful that Alex Haley wanted to write his story and wrote his story while he was gone, he finished his book about him. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? And so the final one, man, which is probably, you know, the, the, the one that's probably the hardest, it is you demanding of yourself. Listen to me, I don't got no problems with CJ, I don't. I don't, I don't really got no problems with ET. I got more problems with myself. So I'm waking up every day and I'm demanding, Eric, you know you got some ways. Kill it, bruh, because if you don't kill it, it's gonna kill you. And right now, where you are as a company, anything you touch right now is turning to gold. The only thing that can mess it up is your personality. The only thing that can mess it up is you letting your past, you letting your E, don't do it, E. Demand of yourself to be the best version of yourself you can be. And I'm telling y'all, the greatest feeling in the world right now is as an eagle attracting eagles. And when you attract eagles, somebody said, what you love most about the conference? I ain't had to do nothing. Mm. Tiffany a beast. Can y'all give it up for the staff? One time, Tiffany, Val, all, all the volunteers. Yeah, all, yeah, they in the back. Show them man, some love. they smoked this, man. Thank you, guys. Show thank you, thank love. you, thank you. Hey, I didn't have to do nothing, y'all. But watch this. Don't take this the wrong way. Here's what I mean when I say I didn't have to do nothing. And I want y'all to listen to me because some of y'all, you don't know why you can't get to the next level. And I'm going to tell you why. When I tell you I didn't have to do nothing, I'm not just talking about nothing in terms of fixing stuff or making phone calls. When I tell you I didn't have to do nothing, I mean I didn't have to be responsible. There are those of you in this room, you want to get to the next level, but you don't want to be responsible. No, hear what I'm saying? You want to make CJ, you want to make more money, you want to live a certain way, but you don't want to bear the responsibility. I'm not talking about not putting chairs and stuff down. I'm talking about Tiffany, let it be known. If the ball dropped, don't, don't, don't call ET, call me. Don't call him. If something goes wrong, I'm gonna take all the blame. If something goes right, I'm gonna give it to the whole squad. There are those of you in the room, you wanna go to the next level, you just don't wanna be responsible. You don't want to look bad. You don't want to hit, you don't want it to be said that you dropped the ball. And what makes a pilot a pilot, listen to me, what makes a pilot a pilot is not that they fly the plane. Because doggone it, if they're a good pilot under a good system, the pilots don't even fly doggone planes. A pilot don't fly, they ain't doing jack. They're not doing nothing in there. It's a GPS system. 
The air traffic control is doing that. The only reason a pilot is in that seat is in case of an emergency. He's the only one or she's the only one that says if it's 250 people on this plane, I will be totally responsible for taking care of their life and landing this joker. Nobody else on the plane wants to bear that responsibility. The pilot is saying, I got it. Your next level of success is coming out of the comfort zone of wanting to be liked, don't want to mess up, don't want to be embarrassed, don't want to be ashamed, don't want to say you dropped the ball, don't want to say you messed up. Your next level of responsibility is Tiffany when she says, don't call Eric for nothing. I will take care of everything. It's on my shoulder. And when this is over, I think last year or whatever, when I first met Tiffany and she started working for me, I was like, I'll give you 5%. I'm just that sweet. You only got no work to do. I'm going to give you 5%. A year or two later, she came back to me and she said, it's time to negotiate our contract. I said, bet, go negotiate it. She said, no, 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 me and you. I said, Tiffany, whatever percent you want, just call Ashana and tell her. We're not going to play these games. I gave you 5% and you made me more money than I've ever made in my life. And more importantly, you got my whole schedule where I ain't working from October, November, December. I'm in Cali spending time with my wife. This is what I want. I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, pay yourself what you think you're worth because I don't want to lose you. And I don't want to fight over no money. I want this life that I have. So whatever you need, take it. And I didn't pay her for gigs. I get gigs on my own. I paid her to be responsible for my life, my schedule to make sure me and my wife got time, that I don't book nothing when Didi got an appointment. Are you hearing me? You will not go to the next level financially because you want money. You will go to the next level because somebody is able to give you something and when they give it to you, I get so pissed at people who want me to pay them and I got to help you do your job. I got to pay you and I got to help you? It don't make sense. Now watch this. Watch this. This is why I'm hurt because I got to pay you to do your job help you with your job, and you never give me none of the money that you make. You've never come to me and say, you know what? Quiet is kept between me and you. You took some of the responsibility off me. I'm going to give you 10 grand for that. Take 10% out of my check. You're not going to give me my mo your money, but you're going to give me your responsibilities? So if you can't be responsible, I don't need you. I, I can't hire people that only do work. I must hire people that are saying, you, if you wash the dishes and I gotta come behind you and see if you really wash the dishes, if I gotta look at every, I gotta give you the dishes knowing that they done. I gotta give you my car knowing that you really washed it, that you took care of it. I'll pay you whatever you want me to pay you. I just don't wanna have to come behind you because now I got to work. And if I gotta work, I should just work in the first place. Just let me do it in the first place. Stop working for money. The real money is in responsibility. When I show up to a corporation, they know they only got to do one thing. Tell me what you need, give me the mic and get out my way. Whatever you told me you paying me the 75 grand for, I promise you I will deliver. You're not going to have to come up behind me and talk. 
You're not going to have to come up and say, based on what he said, I got to say something else. You're not going to have to come behind me to see if I'm, 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 I'm flirting with one of your... My, you're not going to have to come up behind me and see if I'm talking about something else you told me to talk about. I'm not... I'm responsible. Give me the check. Give me what you want me to do and I will execute. Bottom line. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? That's why I need you to do me a favor. Stop the money stuff. Don't ask to get paid no more. Just go to people and say, hey, what do you need me to get off your plate? How can I take, how can I help your life? What can I do? I'm human. I got stuff that I need. How can I take that off your plate? Let me tell you something. If there's some stuff, if you can take off my plate, I'll pay you whatever you want to get paid for because I got more money than I got time. They print money, they don't print time. I don't care who you are. You can't go pay for another year or two years. I don't care who you are. I just showed y'all, people that I was with just a couple months ago, whatever, even told me like, yo E, of course you know we was coming to this. Now we ain't gonna be able to go. This is real, y'all. I can't pay for time. I don't care how deep you think you are, how sweet you think you are. God got your number. He know when he laying you to rest. You can't get no more time because you fine. You might use your fine on me and you ain't about to use it on the creator. I don't care how smart you think you are. I don't care how uh, handsome you think you are, how cavalier you think you are. I don't care who you are. God decides when you go to sleep and you don't wake your butt up no more. Fresh breath and a great smile are their own reward. But how cool would it be to earn rewards just by brushing your teeth every day? Crazy, right? By using Quip's electric toothbrush, your good habits can earn you great free perks. Perks like free products, gift cards, and a shot at winning the grand prize, a bathroom makeover valued at $2,500, and much more. Quip is a smart toothbrush for adults and kids that connects to the Quip app via Bluetooth technology. In addition to earning perks just for regular brushing, Quip will track how well you brush and offer tips and coaching on how to improve your brushing. If you already have the Quip Smart Toothbrush, here's your opportunity to upgrade to a smart motor model. The Quip Smart Toothbrush is slim, lightweight, with no bulky chargers or wires, making it the perfect addition to your clutter-free bathroom sink. With sensitive sonic vibrations, a two-minute timer, and 30-second pulses, your teeth will never be cleaner. Quip's long-lasting mint or watermelon-flavored toothpaste is the best way to improve your breath and smile while keeping your teeth and gums healthy. Quip's taken the hassle out of shopping for toothpaste, mouthwash, and floss too. By enrolling in their home delivery program, you'll receive fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months with free shipping included. Five million mouths have fresher breath and brighter smiles because they choose Quip's smart brush approach to better oral hygiene. And you can too for just $45. To start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today, go to getquip.com forward slash success right now to save $10 on a Quip Smart Electric Toothbrush. Again, that's $10 off a Smart Electronic Toothbrush at getquip.com forward slash success. And that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com forward slash success. Quip, the good habits company. But you get to decide how you spend your time. And you get to decide when you're in a relationship to stop taking and stop looking for money and just say, bro, what you need? I'll take that off of your hands. Blake, where's Blake? Is Blake in the building? 
Where you at, Blake? Blake, can you stand? I ain't seen you the whole time. Take your mask off. I ain't seen you. Good. Good to see you, Blake. Good. Watch this, y'all. I was in San Diego, went to a restaurant, saw an older gentleman. He was like, yo, E.T.? I was like, yeah. E.T., what you doing in San Diego? I said, I just moved here, bro. He said, bro, this kid right here, Blake, he watch you, bro. His mom just got shot and killed yesterday. I said, for real? Like, you serious? He's like, yeah, bro. And not to put Blake's business on the street, but when me and Blake talk, he said, E, what complicates it is my brother killed my mother. God said, be responsible for him. That's my son. Be responsible for him. That's my son. He just had one of the most traumatic experiences you could ever have. Blake said, I'm coming. I said, all right. He said, I want to pay. I said, okay, I'm going to let you pay because you want to make an investment, but we're going to call and we're going to get you a discount. I called my crew, prayer line. Yo, Blake coming. We need him somewhere to... Tiffany's like, don't worry about it. I got a room for him here. God says, there's a lot of people that won't, but they ain't really serious. Like, they, they want your attention. They want you to be in their face. They don't really want help. He, want, he needs help. I just need you to be responsible for him. Whatever money you need, I got you. Whatever you need, I need you to be responsible for him. He lost his mother. He lost his brother. I need you to be responsible. I got him, God. And when you get to the point where you're responsible and you do what you told without complaining and murmuring, without saying, God, why me? Why I got to do this? You better be grateful, God asking your butt to do something. Who you think you are? Who do you think you are? God asking me to do too much. I don't understand it. Nobody said you got to understand. He just said, have a cheerful heart. That's all he said. Have a cheerful spirit. I said, I got Blake, God. As long as I'm alive, I got Blake. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You ain't got no money because you, you weren't responsible for what God told you to do. That's why you broke. You told God no, dummy. You told God no. You told God, like Ma said, I'm uncomfortable. Okay, Ma did it anyway. Nobody said you had to be comfortable. You just gotta be obedient. And when people look at me, why are you so blessed? I just keep saying yes. Yes. What you want me to do? Yes. I don't say that's out of my range. Ain't nothing out of his range. So if you're the creator, you asked me to do it, you must have know I could do it. You must have surveyed and said, Eric is the best doggone candidate for the job. If you tell me don't do something, don't go there and don't charge, then don't charge. Don't say, well, if I don't charge, how am I going to make money? Just be responsible. And there are those of you, when you do work, people got to come behind you. Nobody should have to come behind you when you do your job. When you do your job, nobody should have to. My wife said, I said, sweetheart, I just don't clean like you. You got to help me. She said, I'm going to help you. Here's how I'm going to help you to do it. When you clean, nobody should have ever known it was dirty. So imagine the house when we first moved in before we brought any furniture mm. in. That's how it should look. Mm. When you clean the kitchen, nobody should ever know we live here. Mm. Nobody should even know we cook. Nobody should even know. It shouldn't smell like we cook. It shouldn't be nothing. She said, you ship, you don't clean. <laughs> you move stuff from one part of the kitchen and then you put it on the other part of the kitchen. That's not cleaning. 
And so she gave me a mental picture. I know what it looks like now. She said, when I clean, come here and watch this real quick. She said, where the mail go? I was like, I don't know. She's like, absolutely, because you can't see the mail. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Didi said, you don't ever have to come to me. Just look around, and if it don't look like a hotel, it's not clean. If I can see stuff, it's not clean because those papers are not a part of the marble counter. They're not a part of it. The food in the sink, that food don't go with the sink. Like when we bought the sink, it wasn't no food in there. Duh, like I'm just trying to help you understand. And your problem is you work, but after you work, you leave so much work to be done. When you finish working, there's still work to be done. And you're wondering why you ain't getting to the next level. To Marquette's point, you have not managed what God has given you. And so I leave you. All I need is to be able to sit in first class, go to sleep, and know that the person in the cockpit got everything under control. The last thing I want him to do is say, we about to crash, and Mr. Thomas, if you can come up here and motivate me for a quick second. I'm gonna need some motivation, my brother. I'm not really sure if I wanna land this joker. I get on the plane confident that my man in the cockpit don't need no help, that in case of an emergency, he gonna grab that joker, and he gonna land that plane, and we gonna walk out that joker, I am not convinced when I put you in the cockpit. I am not convinced when I put you in the cockpit. So you know what I do when Jada drives? I love my baby girl to life. But when my daughter drives, I stay up the whole time with her. I'm just gonna keep it 100. And she is the most responsible person I know. But when it comes to her being in the driver's seat, I just don't know if I could fall asleep. <laughs> when my son behind the driver, I literally, we just went to Columbus. I brought a quilt. This is a quilt. I, I, my grandma made it. My grandma made it. I got the quilt. I got a couple pillows. I told my oh, man. I, yeah. Oh, bro. If I had, hey, Maul, if I had one, I would put it on. But I, I, I had to get dressed for the no, Ohio State gig, right? My man, I said, look, this is all I'm asking you to do. If you could play your music in your headphones. If you got to play them through the system, I understand. But I'm going to sleep. Here's the credit card. If you need to stop for gas, just don't wake me up till we get there. Because I am 100% confident that he might get a ticket. <laughs> oh, I, he, gon he might get a ticket. But when Jalen get in that car, Whenever he, you put him in, Jalen's going to get you to your destination. And you know what I love? My son said to me, you know what, Dad? I'm supposed to fly out of Columbus, but you know what? Because I know who you are, I canceled my flight. I'm going to drive you back home. I said, well, you going to go to Detroit? He said, no, I'm going to drive you all the way back. I said, well, then you're going to have to catch two planes. He said, don't worry about it. I'm going to get you all the way home. And guess what I did? I got in the back and I worked. Why? Because I trust Jalen to drive me from point A to point B because I know he has control. It's time for you to get in the wheel 
and have some control. And if you can't have control, just be honest and say, I can't do it, train me. But don't take people's money when you work for them and they still have to work after they pay you. I'm sorry, see, that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast, I'm sorry. I'm Are we sorry. still on the podcast? Or? We still we got, on the podcast. We got James Harden. I'm like, I'm open, E. Throw me the rock. Y'all give it up for E.T., man. Give it up for the fellas. Listen, man, y'all been incredible, incredible. Uh, I love y'all, man. Make sure y'all go across the hall and get my baby book. Um, man, y'all are incredible for real. I appreciate y'all rocking with us all these years. And uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, appreciate y'all joining us today. Y'all are the best. If you know it, say it with us. We out of here. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity.